Welcome to All Things Beer, a Pat's Pints Mark's Mugs podcast. I'm Pat Woodward. And I'm Mark Richards. Each month, we are joined by brewers, enthusiasts, and friends to explore the techniques, the culture, and the history of mankind's best invention. So grab a beer and join us as we discover a world of all things beer. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, Angelo. And this is a very rare occasion that we're toasting at the beginning of a podcast. But here we are celebrating, and I think we're on, what, our 52nd podcast here, Pat? That's correct. And celebrating our 50th podcast. And for our 50th podcast celebration, we brewed a beer with Angelo. Thank you so much, Angelo. My pleasure. Well, I just got my first sip. It's delicious. It's an English IPA, however, with hops from around the globe. Angelo, why don't you tell a little bit about, just start with our initials. I think that's where it all starts. I thought that if we put our initials together to name the beer, it would be kind of fun. And we could have been Pam, or it could have been Map. <laughs> we settled on Amp. Amp sounds has, a little more rock and roll, doesn't it? Or uh, electric. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Electrifying. Yeah, good way to put it. And after thinking about it, simmering on that idea for a while, after getting permission to name it that from Mark and Pat, I thought it would be fun to pick a corresponding hop with those initials. And each of us picked a hop that began with the first letter of our first name. I picked, as Tony Corder says, Amarillo. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mark? And, and for mine, the M was Mandarina Bavaria from Germany. And for me, I think actually the choices for the P hop were the most eclectic maybe okay sure, and sure. Uh, i end up picking the pacifica hop from new zealand which as pat found out are not easy to find luckily we have multiple purveyors and one of them was able to supply them and i'm gonna have to figure out something to do with the leftovers and I, that's <laughs> going to be kind of fun but it was fun to fill a couple of casks with this beer and dry hop it with those hops one of which of those casks, Mark and Pat, are going to be tapping today here at 4 o'clock in Brucadia, the second floor party room, game room at Barley's, where we are going to have a good time today. Yeah, I think you can hear some games going off in the background. I hear, uh, what was that one loading up? Bloop, 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 bloop. I think that's Cubert. Cubert <laughs> yeah, going back up be. the pyramid. Yeah, real excited to tap it, real excited to have it on cask. A few episodes ago, we had Angelo on an episode about cask, and Barley's is one of the very few places, I mean, really in Ohio and definitely in Columbus where you can get cask beer. This beer started when uh, we were trying to figure out something sessionable to brew and threw around some ideas. But while today Barley's is full and on all three floors, it's not always like that. And we really need to brew beer that is appealing to the masses. And right now IPAs are what drive our industry. And Pat, having spent a year in England, picked out a couple of British ales that he thought were good inspirations. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that when I was over there, sometimes on cask you could get these very hop-forward kind of beers. And then when we were doing the cask ale episode and talking to our friend Nick Smith over there, he also mentioned that even things like New England IPAs are pretty popular on cask. So that's kind of what led us to this hoppy version of a cask ale. 
There is a nice bitterness to this as well. I'm glad we didn't lose that. It's really got a marmalade on toast type of thing going, which I really love about British ales anyway. I think we captured that nicely. All three of these hops have a really nice orange citrus component. Each is unique in their own way, but combined, it does give this beer a really nice orange flavor and aroma. But we mashed floor malted Maris Otter, British malt, that has a wonderful rich flavor and really isn't lost behind all the hops. It's toasty, but it borders on a a roasty flavor, which I really enjoy. Well, it's delicious. I'm very happy. I think this is great. I am looking forward to today seeing a lot of uh, former and possibly future guests, because as Angelo knows, if we love you, we'd love to have you back. (laughs) Well, it's it's a great podcast, and uh, people throw around the word content way too much, but the content is definitely worth seeking out. Well, thank you. Yeah, I hope so. And also, we should say that this beer is going to be around at Barley's for a while. I imagine it'll be around at least a couple months. My experience has been with a beer like this. It's got a really good shelf life for a good couple months. And I'd like to comment on the lovely lace on the glasses. It definitely (laughs) is. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. nice, nice. Nice Uh, lacing. All right, well, we better get ready for the party. Thanks so much for doing this, guys. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, Oh. back at you, Leanne. Pleasure's all ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, everybody, if I could have your attention. Can't thank Angelo enough for hosting us to brew this beer here at Barley's. It was so wonderful. Every time he's on the podcast, he's a complete joy anyway, and I'm sure you all have enjoyed those episodes as well. Just want to take a moment and look around all the faces here. Most of them are people that have been on a podcast. Thanks. We've tried to make it as evergreen as possible. We hope that people go back to them and try to not put too much of a timestamp on it. But today's timestamp will be a celebration of the 50th episode. Uh, It's been an absolute joy. And thanks to all of you. And I hope you're enjoying hanging out. We've got a beer on that we're going to tap on cask right now uh, after these words. And this is called Amp IPA. It's with Angelo, Mark, and Patrick. Pat? Well, I, I don't have too much to add, um, though people who know me know that probably I like talking about beer just about as much as I like drinking beer. And so it's been a real treat to have a chance to sit down with, you know, real experts and artists, I would say, to talk about how they make beer. And, you know, Mark and I often say, you know, we don't want the podcast just to be like two guys drinking beer in the basement and talking, even though it's not too far from that in reality. But uh, so I just want to thank everyone who came out and, and everyone who's been on the show. You guys are the ones who really make it an interesting show. I don't know. Angelo, do you want to say any words before we tap it? Mark and Pat played a gigantic role in the design of this beer, not just picking out the hops, picking out the style. We have yet to have brewed an English IPA here at Barley, so it, it was a style that was a good fit, and it was inspired by a couple of beers that Pat had the pleasure of drinking when he spent a year in England uh, a few years ago. This beer features floor-malted Maris Otter Pale Ale Malt. It's a wonderful rich malt. The hops that we picked correspond with our first names. I chose Amarillo. Mark, Mandarina Bavaria from Germany. And uh, Pacifica Hops from New Zealand. 
And they all contribute unique orange aroma and flavor, a citrusy component that meshes beautifully with that marisader malt and our house yeast that I've kept going over 30 years now and somehow it's still plugging away. So we're going to tap a cask, which is something I used to do once a week and nowadays once or twice a year. So hopefully we don't screw it up (laughs) and I hope that the cask tastes good. And thank you all for being here. And thank Mark and Pat for doing this, not just the podcast, but this party is pretty darn special. Thank you much. I've got nothing else to say other than thank you. And let's drink some beer. Well, that was sure a fun shindig, wouldn't you say, Mark? Yeah, I agree 100%. That was great. The beer turned out awesome. Yeah, I was really happy with it. And especially when I brought out the cask version. It was wonderful. It was fun to have a reason to tap a cask and sure got to see a lot of people that I know and love. Yeah. Visited a couple times since the party now. And in fact, we just went there tonight and we've tried it both on cask and on keg. And it's just a little softer on cask. There's something about it that just, you know, that's appropriate for an English IPA. It goes wonderful with fish and chips. Yeah. We tested that out tonight, and we can attest. And uh, also, not just the special cast that Angelo made for the party, but there's uh, a cask on. Anybody can go into Barley's now and get it on cask, and we would really encourage everyone to go down there and do that. Yeah, it's on. Go down and get it while it's hot or lukewarm. Exactly. (laughs) Coldish, cellar tempt. And, you know, the other thing we were talking about with respect to this episode is, you know, how many times do you get to have an English IPA. Barley's is the most English-British-leaning brew pub that I know of in the state. And that was the first time Angelo had brewed an English IPA at Barley's. And that's saying something, right? It sure is. But that got me thinking a little bit because, you know, we used non-English hops. I was thinking, well, how, you know, English was this IPA? And, you know, after further thought, I think you can make an argument that this is a pretty English IPA, even though the hops are from elsewhere. Yeah. I'll make a couple of references to try and convince people of that. So first of all, I'm looking here at the BJCP guidelines on the English IPA. And there's a lot of stuff here. But if I just go to the flavor, the flavor says hop flavor is medium to high with a moderate to assertive hop bitterness. The hop flavor should be similar to the aroma, floral, spicy peppery, or citrus orange. Nailed it. Man, and it definitely has that orange marmalade flavor. Uh, You know, it goes on to say that the malt flavor should be somewhat bready with a medium light biscuit or toast character. Again, I'll say nailed it. Yeah, and then it goes on to say that the finish should be medium dry to very dry, and the bitterness may linger into the aftertaste but should not be harsh. Three, that's three strikes. I think we got one. Man, so, I mean, that is really a British IPA. Yeah, certainly encourage anybody that hasn't tried it that listens to this, get down and try some. It's a good month for fish and chips if you're Catholic. Yeah. I'm not, but I sure appreciate the Catholics <laughs> get all these fish and chips around for me. The truth is, if you go to England today and you get a British IPA or an English IPA, it's largely not going to be based on English hops. You know, right. You know, uh, Angelo was mentioning some of the beers that I referenced to him that, you know, were kind of an inspiration. And probably the main one of those beers is a beer from Oakham Ales in Cambridgeshire, which is all citra hops. 
Okay. Right? You know. Uh, very and American. That, very American. And then, you know, there's an earlier beer that was brewed by a brewery up in near Sheffield, I think, called Thornbridge. And, and their beer is called Jaipur, which is a kind of a classic modern English IPA. And that's also got New World hops in it. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. I mean, in fact, I think your buddy Martin Dickey, before he started at BrewDog, worked at Thornbridge. Oh, really? And, and in fact, Jaipur is kind of, a lot of people think, the inspiration for punk IPA. Interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of small world. Cool. Well, hey, uh, it was a great way to celebrate our 50th episode was to have a 50th episode party. And man, just a dream come true to get to brew with Angelo down there, make a beer to serve our guests on cask. And Pat, thinking over the years now, we've got 50 under our belt and it did take us a few years to get that far. But life sometimes gets in the way. You got any favorites over time? Well, I mean, I do, of course, although I thought I might start with the ones that the public have voted their favorites because these are the most downloaded of okay. all the podcasts. Okay, I love it. Now we got lists here. People love lists. All right, so I'm, I'll go through this kind of quickly, and then we'll talk about maybe a few that didn't make the list. Okay. I'm going to count down from the 10 to 1 in terms of the most popular okay. podcast we've had. Can we get Casey Kasem in here on this one? <laughs> Starting off tonight's list at number 10. The Great Pilsner Taste Off. Okay, okay. Episode 38 in number 9, and I would say vastly underrated, A White Christmas with Jason McKibben. Could very well be my number 1. Yeah, that one is right up there at the top for me, too. Oh, yeah. So many great stories. Coming in at number 8. Fresh Hop Beers at Columbus Brewing Company with Tony Corder. Uh-huh. Great episode. Oh, man. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, I mean, nobody makes fresh hop beers like Columbus Brewing right. Company out here in Ohio. Tony knows his hops. Yeah, absolutely. Number seven, All Things Bach. Good yep. episode. And that was uh, your brain trust, That was really. a three, yeah, three-parter. We traveled a lot on that. I like that. A little education and then... Went out to went Edison. Out to Edison and, and then had some home brews with Jamie. Yeah. Number six, Winter Warmers with Angelo. Oh, that's wonderful. All the episodes with Angelo are great. Yes. If you haven't listened to all of those, you should go back and do it. Number five, Saisons with Hans. Okay. Uh, Very educational. Yeah, we learn a lot about the saisons. We drink some absolutely amazing saisons out in your garage in yeah. the summer with the crickets peeping in the background. Oh yeah, some of the best saisons going too. Number four, and this is the oldest one that made the list. Episode fourteen: Czech Pilsners and Prague. It's a great one. Hans is on there as well. Yeah. Well, Hans has been on nine episodes, so he's okay. been on a lot, you know. But they're all good ones. Number three. Non-alcoholic beers. Oh, wow. I'm impressed that that's at number three, but it's a very unspoken uh, style of beer. You know, I mean, even though it encompasses many styles, but I do feel there's a time of year where probably people hit that for a little inspiration, and that's great. I think it's mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, and they're just kind of like wrapping your head around how do you make a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, get quite into that on that podcast, and also it's interesting that we were able to stump you on being able to tell the difference between a Guinness Zero versus an alcoholic draft yeah. model. And I mean, it's almost indetectable. Yeah. And in fact, I probably go through two, four packs of Guinness Zero now a month. Yeah. I, I yeah. almost always have it in my fridge. For As that inspired reason. by that episode. Yeah. Uh, now we're down to the top two. Number two, 
Oktoberfest Metal Fest. Now that does my heart good as a metalhead. <laughs> With Chris Davidson and Jamie Gentry. It's a great episode. Jamie's only been on three of these, but they're all in the top ten. Look at that. Yeah, don't tell him. We don't want it to go to his head. And can I get a drum roll? Yeah. At the number one position, and this one has gotten a lot of downloads off of my blog site, that is the Columbus Six Pack with Dan Schaefer, where we go through six oh, yeah. different uh, oh, IPAs. Wow. Yeah. That was a fun one. And man, talk about a guy that really knows hop profiles, hop flavors, and is just a wizard of blends of hops. Dan knows his hops. That was fun to have the game where you, you know, guess the fruit, guess the hop. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to go back and listen. And it's if total I nail it for Dan. If I said marmalade, now Pacifica probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get you get all three of the hops we use. <laughs> yeah. That's the blend right there, because it really did have a nice marmalade character. Yeah. I mean, and so if you're a home brewer or even just someone who loves hops, I mean, and you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to oh, it. Oh yeah, it's great. Now, Mark, do you have some favorites that didn't make the top ten? Great Bills or Taste Off is probably my favorite because I know what went into the behind the scenes on that. Constructing that for the listener to be not in the know, but enough in the know to be invested. Uh, we put a lot of work into that. So I know what went into that. And I also find so interesting for 10 beers that taste practically the same to be hanging on waiting to see which one, you know, would be chosen. I found that really interesting. I mean, Jason McKibben, forget about it. Yeah, that <laughs> man has so many great stories from the industry. Uh, I mean, if anybody out there doesn't know Jason, Jason was at one time the leader of the uh, Pilot Brewery at AB InBev yep. in St. Louis. Uh, he worked for Anchor Brewing and then, you know, came to Columbus and made a huge impact on North High Brewing. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that one, just so many great stories. Now, one that I did not hear in the top 10 at all that I would definitely put there is craft malting with Matt Cunningham. If you ever wanted to learn what goes into malting on a small scale level and farming the grain, like just play that episode for a class on brewing and, and that would give you all your malt background you'd almost need. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I learned so much when we were recording that. Yeah, and super nice guy, fellow metalhead, and also uh, just really knows his shit yeah. when it comes to what he does for a living. Unfortunately, after the episode finished, I, I downed a growler of Doppelbach from uh, Grove City Brewing, and I immediately forgot everything I learned. So yeah. I'm glad we recorded it. Well, when the malt house turns into a mosh pit at the end of the <laughs> night, it's always a good night. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, indeed. I'll throw out one more that, that I, I really have a soft spot for, and it's almost down at the bottom of, like, listens, but that would be the new wave of British heavy metal beers with Hans joining us. And that was actually the first time that you were introduced to Steam Machine Beer. That's right. Because I brought back the Treacle Toffee Stout. Uh-huh. Yeah, you had been living over there for a while and came back to the States for a visit. Fortunately, I got to get out there and meet Nick and his team at the Steam Machine Brewery later that year. Yes. Great guy, great place, and that's a fun episode to go back and listen to. And from the statistics, I can tell you a lot of people haven't listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're missing out. So, well, I think that's good enough, Pat, for yep. an episode to celebrate our 50th. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. And uh, here's to 100. Cheers.